NemosNewsNetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. Welcome back, my friend. This is Dustin Nemos of Nemos News, and I'm joined once again by Dr. Kirk Elliott, PhD economist and owner of Sovereign Advisors. And I want to ask him a couple of economic questions because a lot is happening right now. You've heard terms like the Great Reset. This is something that should concern us all and you need to be aware of. Even if economics or investment is not your thing, this is going to impact all of us, at least some of the things that they're proposing. And I also want to talk about record highs in the Dow and the stock market, everything that's happening right now, uh, President Trump's economy, still his economy, still his credit, uh, even though they're trying to pretend he was never president uh, and more. So uh, first, thank you, Dr. Kirk Elliott, for your time. Once again, uh, welcome back. Of course, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, um, you know, do you want to start with the Great Reset or do you want to talk about like this booming economy, apparently? Uh, let's talk about the Great Reset because that's that's actually a bigger thing. The booming economy is, is happening, but it's, to me, it's a knee-jerk reaction to, to news cycle. So the, the reset, though, is, is actually a bigger deal that will affect everybody all over the globe. So um, let, let's just talk about that. You know, when, when you hear the word reset, it's usually meant in a, in a positive connotation. It's like, all right, something's broke. Let's fix it. Let's just reset, right? People keep talking about resetting debt, for example. They think it's going to wipe out debt. There's going to be some, some Nassara Jassara thing. That's what I'm hearing rumors of. And there's a lot of hope built up around that. I, I think that the reset is going to come with a lot of anything that they give us is going to come with strings attached. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Because their version, we're talking about they being globalists, like the, the G20 nations, the IMF, the World Bank, um, the European Union, they're the ones that are using the term re global reset, not to be confused with like a GFR, um, you know, global financial reset that you hear a lot on in our circles, right? This, this one is this one is different. And it has all to do with control. Um, it's power and control and that's it. So like here in America, when, when the government was established, it was a government um, for the people and, and by the people, right? And so somewhere, some way though, this got all skewed. And now government thinks that mm, the people are there for us rather than us being there for the people, right? So so this is what this is all about. And, and this global reset is all about stripping away our freedoms. Um, so what freedoms would they strip? Our, our religious freedoms, our personal freedoms, our economic freedoms, our, our political freedoms, all of them would go. And, and But really, Dustin, if, if we lose one of them, we, we do lose all of them because they're, they're tied together at the hip. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the main proponents, I think, of this global reset, and he has been forever, would be like Henry Kissinger. So every once in a while, this guy starts, you know, worming his way back into the news cycle. Well, he did this week. Yeah. He did a 14-minute speech to Bloomberg, and it, it was basically one of those kind of 14-minute speeches that I can, I can boil down to like four or five words. It's um, cooperate with China or World War III. This is the guy, my wife is Taiwanese and she found his book, uh, Kissinger, Henry Kissinger on China. And she thought, 
what is this book kissing on China that you have? <laughs> you know, and and uh, he's been around for a long time. Is it fair to say that this great reset is a uh, synonymous with sort of the new world order that's been talked about by world leaders for decades? Yeah, it's the same thing. I'm hearing it's, the same language as well. Yeah, and, and Trudeau and others are talking about their agenda 2030 and how this is their chance to fast forward it all using COVID. Yeah, whether it's, you know, that this goes back to Rahm Emanuel, never let a good crisis go to waste, right? And this is just the accelerator. This is the oxygen on the, on the fire. Um, that they're not letting COVID go to waste. In fact, it's probably manufactured for such a time as this because they needed to accelerate the process. Because, because you had President Trump who was reversing their process. And it's like, we got to stop this. This whole populist movement all over the globe um, is, is turning back the, the, the calendar here and, and we don't want that. So, so yeah, use this crisis to their advantage is, is what they're doing. Well, world leaders are using statements like everything is at risk if unless we you know take this opportunity you know the time to act is now uh people have been saying that the the new world order is at risk and and uh, they're, they're basically using globalist fear talk to try to push this thing through and they know that their agenda will fall apart if more countries turn to self-interest or self-preservation which at this point is nationalism it is and so you know Kissinger, he has been around since like the Ford years, actually, you know, even pre pre Carter. And and sadly, he, he doesn't have America's best interest in mind. Um, he, he never has. In fact, he threw it was was it President Ford or or Nixon? It was Ford that he threw under the bus. He was doing something with a South American country. It was probably Venezuela at the time, because what people don't realize Venezuela used to be the fourth largest economy in the world because of all of their oil. Well, now, if you look at what they are now, it's you've gone through revolutionary dictator after revolutionary dictator, started with Hugo Chavez that was there forever, and then you've got Maduro, and now they have a million percent inflation per year, right? I'm a million, a let's million. Seg let's so, segue that, by the way, just brief footnote here. They, you're, they're using the same technology that was used to rig this election in the U.S. We don't want to see us become the next Venezuela. No, and isn't that kind of bizarre? So started te technology used to, to rig votes to make sure that the revolutionary dictator could get into power was then used in Cuba, which then China got a piece of it, and now we're using it? It's like, does that make us any different it's like, when did we become a banana republic? It's like, we didn't. The people of America don't think that we are, but yet this global elite now does think that we are because they, they think they can get away with it and they're doing a really good job of getting away with it. So, but, but they won't win, yeah. That's why the urgency, that's why, you know, is it fair to say it's a great awakening? It is fair to say it's a great awakening and to use your words <laughs> from, scary, from the book, right? It's, it's like, panicking. yeah, this, yeah, that they are panicking. And so you, you go back to what, what Kissinger did way back then. He, he's a globalist through and through. He threw the American president under the bus in exchange for globalism. So you're doing it today. It's like, if I were, and he's advising president elect Biden, which is a funny term because they haven't certified 
the, the results yet. He's not president-elect anything. He's citizen Biden at this point, but yet he's, yet, he's been... Biden in Ukraine. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I saw that. It's like, really? This is, we're a laughing stock to the rest of the world. We've got to be. He goes to jail if he loses this thing because he won't be, you know, president-elect supposedly anymore. He's just private citizen wanted for, you know, international crimes. How convenient. It's probably his own party that's pushing this agenda because they want Harrison and not, not him because he hasn't done anything in 47 years. They want the revolutionary dictator in charge, just like in some of these other countries, to put their agenda through. I believe that they are going to drop him faster once he's no longer useful than Democrats drop uh, African-Americans after the vote each four years. He, he's got to be more scared of his own party than he is of the Republicans, quite honestly. It's like, truly, I think you and I talked about this a week or two weeks ago, but you don't spend 47 years in the Senate by being a revolutionary. You, you spend that by being a deal maker, by doing nothing, right? Because that, that's, and so he's, he's tame. There, there's, he's not going to do anything now, but he, that makes him um, dispensable, right? Because they do want somebody who's going to bring in this fast forward agenda. Whether you call it New World Order, whether you call it Agenda 2030, whether you call it Great Reset, they're all the exact same thing. And it strips power and freedom away from the people and it puts it into the hands of the global elite. And that's that's what they want. Um, you always follow the money, Dustin. You know that your listeners know that. And it's like, to what end did, did places like Dominion and some of their software systems that they use, who, who funds it? What do they want? Do they just want money? No. These people have more money than I think you know what to, they know what to do with. They want power and they want control. And they want a global socialized world. Um, you know, you look at one of the software providers that was used in Dominion. Um, the head of that served on George Soros's board. It's like, you don't have to look very far to realize, okay, it's probably not a coincidence, right? Because all these people think think the same. The technical, the technical security head, Coomer, was either in Antifa or pro-Antifa at the very least, uh, having even attended some of their uh, events and meetings, online at least. So, you know, it's, it's not hard to believe that this clearly criminal group is working to try to stay in power before they go down. I feel like They've already consolidated all assets. Basically, all assets uh, have been consolidated to the 1%. Now it's really just the, the illusion of freedom that's starting to slip, and people are waking up to the fact that they've taken it all, and we're kind of clawing it back. And they're really not happy, and that's why we're seeing all of this censorship and all of this you know, turbulence, all of the, you know, you know, the, the useful idiots in the street dressed in black burning things down, uh, Antifa and BLM assassinating police officers and stuff because th these people are now afraid that we're coming after their power. And that when you have it all, the only thing you're really worried about is uh, not losing power, right? Right. And, you know, and going back to Kissinger, it's like he's some kind of a weird apologist because he's got, he just simply has his facts wrong and the guy's not stupid. I, you know, he's, he obviously has an agenda, but when he says, America has had un uninterrupted prosperity for as long as he can remember. China has had uninterrupted crisis for as long as he can remember. It's like, wait a second, since when? I mean, China went from nothing to the most 
powerful nation on earth practically in, in 40 years with its manufacturing might. They amassed a huge army. They're the manufacturer of the world and everything went through China. And to me, they are the most dangerous threat to America still today. Um, I think I know what he's talking about because I remember a story about the communist CCP party having all of the people go out there and bang on pots and pans to scare off the birds because they ate the seed. Then they had a locust swarm and then they had a, a poverty stricken like starvation period because the idiot CCP didn't know the first thing about farming sustainably because you know they, they create their own crises just like we do sometimes. Yeah, they do and, and they're trying to reemerge as, as um, I do think that they're not going to be the the economic superpower that, that they were. Too many countries have left. Um, Trump made sure of that. I mean, he broke the supply chains with America, but a lot of the Southeast Asian countries are no longer doing business with China. Their unleashing um, COVID on the world has, has not been good for them, right? And nobody trusts their politicians. Um, they, they look at all the uh, climate accords and everything they're done and just snub their nose at them where everybody else has to comply and for some reason they don't have to um because they're big right and so i think their time in the sun is ending but they still are a a dangerous force to us and, and when you have somebody weak like biden um what they think is he is going to be the president they know that they can walk all over him um or that you couldn't walk all over trump and i think they're trying to use that momentum to push this agenda along, not just there, but but in Eastern Europe. In South America, I think you're gonna see a reemergence of the BRICS nations again. Um, it's what happens when you have a weak leader. Um, and we haven't had one for four years, right? So, so what happens when this great reset agenda smashes up against President Trump's record economy? Where does this where does this break? Right now we're seeing kind of a case recovery where some people are doing great and some people are doing worse than ever. Right. Well, you know, looking at the economy, it's it's everyone's focused on on the wrong thing. They're they're focused on the news bites from from the fake news. It's like, ooh, yeah. the transition to Biden is gonna be smooth. This is gonna be amazing. Even President Trump told the GSA that he's gonna make sure that this is a smooth transition, which I think Trump is a genius for doing that actually. It's like, you get out of the way, say that you're cooperating. Uh, well, look, I tried to cooperate with them and I tried to make this a smooth transition. And then for some reason, oh, the legal team um, crushed him. And uh, I can't help it that he's a criminal, right? It's, it's the separation uh, that makes Trump look like a good guy and not like he was pulling these strings. And so I, I think that's really, it's really brilliant because he doesn't need to do anything to make Biden look bad. Biden looks bad because Biden is bad. I think it may be a sting too, because there's actually like GSA disclosure requirements about foreign interference and influence. And Biden is going to probably uh, check the wrong box or something in that form. I don't know. I I'm sure it won't help his case later, but you know, Trump did clarify he's not conceding. He's just, he's basically saying, go ahead and proceed with the preliminary basics just in case. Right. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, so, so what, is this, what does this look like when the two collide, when you've got two opposing worlds collide? Well, I, I think these are just knee-jerk reactions. Um, Americans are, are really 
good at knee jerk reactions based on the news because it's it has nothing to do with the fundamentals it has to do with what does somebody say is good news and and we really are starved for good news right now everything is bad so the moment you see something good you think oh, this is amazing so what are they seeing they're seeing hmm, Pfizer's emergency thing and 95% effective vaccine it's like this is going to be good they're going to open up the economy ooh smooth transition Oh, we finally have a president, you know, it's like, okay, the stock market hit 30,000. 30, and so because of that, even gold came down, you know, knee jerk reaction, not looking at any of the fundamentals, but reality will set in and it'll set in pretty quick because Biden is with the higher payroll taxes, with higher corporate taxes, with higher individual income taxes, with all of the burdensome regulations that he can put on us through the EPA and all the AOCs, you know, Green Deal stuff, it is going to kill the economy. That will ultimately set in, but it doesn't mean that what happened today is real. No, what happened, you know, this week is, is fake. It's, there is no reason why the Dow should be over 30,000. And there's no reason why people should, should actually give credit to Biden for it because he's not even anything yet, right? But this is anything that you're seeing is because of what Trump built. And then add to that the, uh, the fake perception of this is actually going to be really good. And, and people are believing that. Well, you know, we've talked in past shows about kind of how increased taxes at this point are not going to get anything. It's a, it's a diminishing returns game. They're just going to kill the goose laying the gold. And at this point, you know, this this recovery that we're in, this record economy that we're in, you know, what is it that maybe 30 or 40 percent of the total currency supply out there for dollars has been printed this year? We had to print a lot of money. I don't remember the exact number, but it was a lot of trillions of dollars to get to this point where we, we seem to have a record high. And that's uh, that's not a stability sign, you know, no matter what, what position you're looking at that from. So there's something. Right. And, you know, everything should be up 30 percent at this point because that's how much, you know, roughly they inflated the money supply by. So right. I feel like. Um, it doesn't really matter. Biden is just going to kill the, the economy more directly but we're still going to have this difficult time soon. Yeah. So, so you add to this, what else is being said and Janet Yellen, um, you know, naming her as the, as the treasury secretary, right? Yeah. Well, we know Jan we know Janet Yellen and people say, Oh, she's non-political. She's only about the, the economy. It's like baloney. She's very political. Right. I mean, you don't, you don't come into the, uh, into the administrations that she was appointed by and not be political. Give me a, give me a break. But, but what she's known as, you remember when Ben Bernanke was, was Fed chair and they called him helicopter Ben because he was like Mr. Stimulus, right? Well, she's that on steroids and she's been quoted as saying, I will stimulate the economy like no one's ever seen. Well, A, that's inflationary. B, people think this is a good thing. She's going to continue on what Trump started, but, but there's a huge difference because Trump was a strong leader who knew exactly where to put the stimulus money to keep the economy afloat. They, they are not, they're going to use it for, for weird things like to build up the green infrastructure and things like that. It's just going to be a colossal waste of money. And so then when you couple that stimulus with increased taxes, 
then it's like, okay, none of this is working. People are actually going home with less money because of the taxes and the economy is not getting better. Then, then this is where Janet Yellen comes in and it's like, okay, inflate or die. That's the only reasonable outcome left. And I think that's why they're putting her in there is for the inflate or die scenario, um, which is not gonna be good for the US economy. That'll cause interest rates to go through the roof. Um, no matter how you look at it, everybody that, that Biden's putting in is, is quite honestly terrible. Um, when I say putting in, projected to put in because he's not even going to be the president moving forward. But but the people that he's nominating have said, these these are my hand-selected choices, right? It's like Antifa Stan or Chaz, if you remember that, or CHOP or whatever you want to call it. It's like they get a pretend area. They get to pretend that they run it. And it's interesting to see what they do while they're in that little safe space. But they're not, there's no such thing as the office of the president-elect and, and the media don't get to decide who the president is. So it's going through the process. Um, I feel good. I think President Trump won about 410 electorates. Uh, it, it was a massive landslide. It, it was. And so I've heard that now like three or four times. And where, where did that come from? Who, who did that research? Do you know? Uh, I think it first appeared with Gomer on OAN as a, as a subtitle in discussion of those servers that were raided. And then that story flip-flopped. We had one story from John Solomon that it was like a different server in an unrelated case. And then Powell said it was related to the election fraud. So somebody grabbed a server over there in Germany, and we don't know all the details. But, um, you know, looking at President Trump sort of election night when even he had already won massive even with the already existing election fraud, he had won such a massive degree that they had to shut it down and then do statistically impossible things in the next hours of the wee morning when everyone was not looking that could not have happened. You know, like in Pennsylvania, 3,200 came in for Trump, like almost uh, a couple hundred thousand came in for Biden. It was almost a hundred percent ratio Biden right. in the middle of the night. Unbelievable. Mathematically impossible. It's so stupid. And they're arguing that right now as we speak, uh, you know, they're arguing that in court live with Giuliani and uh, Trump's team. So, you know, I think it's playing out and I think it's going to go well. Um, so I'm looking ahead to when Trump wins, what are his, what's his arsenal to keep the economy going in the face of the Great Reset? Because they're bringing every, it looks like President Trump and a couple of lawyers are against the whole world right now. Okay. So this is where he is diametrically opposed to that, because I think what's going to happen is you alluded to part of it, debt reduction at the beginning of this show, right? Um, there's only, there's only two ways that you can actually um, bring, bring wealth in and income in. You can either increase revenue or you can reduce expenses, right? I mean, that's, that's just balance sheet stuff. So how is he going to increase revenue? Well, by breaking the supply chains, bringing jobs back to America, getting Americans working, getting the rest of the world buying our stuff, opening up the, the Arctic oil fields. So we're now going to be able to be self-sufficient there. I mean, this is all going to create wealth in a big way. Um, how are you going to decrease expenses? Well, with increasing interest rates and increasing entitlements, with the um, aging population, that's gonna be very, very difficult, except if you just have a bunch of the debt go away. You know, if, if the Fed goes away and they own $7.9 trillion of US treasuries, boom, we don't have to pay it back. You know, if, they, if he uses the, the treasuries that China owns that said, we're not gonna pay you back because you brought COVID on the world, and that brings us up to 15 trillion that goes away. Well, what about um, 
even even a little bit further some of the things that are going to be very difficult to pay back like student loans because the economy is so rough i wouldn't be surprised if those get um not just deferred but like wiped away i mean i i would not be surprised but consumer debt i don't think is ever going to go away stupid spending is never going to go away but there are some things that i do think make an awful lot of sense in a debt reduction plan i think president trump through executive order or something i can't remember the details already started to do some of the debt forgiveness for military students i think mm -hmm. So that that was I mentioned at the time was sort of a prelude to some sort of a debt forgiveness uh, plan in the future. Uh, I thought it was a good move toward trying to win the millennial vote at the time, but I think that that you know it, you could be right. So um, you know we discussed these two sort of uh, opposing paradigms that are emerging in the Great Reset, aka I think the New World Order. Um, what have we left out? What should we talk about in closing? Um. Really, it doesn't matter which, in a sense, it doesn't matter which becomes president. Um, gold goes up either way. It, it just really does for different reasons. One is this war on the Fed on, on Trump's side. That'll cause gold to go through the ceiling because it, it thrives on turbulence, chaos, change. But but you're going to have to have a new currency that's backed by something. And and there's been numerous talk of it backed by gold, again, in a transition period as to whatever the new currency is going to be down the road. We don't know. But in the meantime, easy transition step. Biden, when there is no other good investment, it's a flight for safety. Gold will go up. So, so stock market is ambiguous. It could go up, could go down. We don't know. Bond market will absolutely get shellacked in either sense because we're at the end of an interest rate cycle. It doesn't matter who's president, bonds go down. Um, real estate then is going to go down too. We, we've talked about this a lot um, on previous shows, so I don't want to rehash it because people can just go back and watch your archives. But, um, but really under e each one of these circumstances, gold, I don't see a reason why it goes down. It, it continues to go up because of the time in history, the transition phase that, that we're in. Fair enough. Now, I want to mention then and plug, you know, you're one of our sponsors at Sovereign Advisors. And if people want to find your link, frankly, gold is gold. You can get gold from anyone. But if you want to shop with a patriot and support independent media, go with Kirk at Sovereign Advisors, and you can find the link at nemosnewsnetwork.com slash gold. Um, it's not like, you know, beer or wine. Uh, gold is pretty much the same from anyone as long as it's real. So you need to be able to trust who you're getting it from. And that is definitely a factor that comes in uh, to play here because I, I wouldn't trust anyone more than Kirk for my gold if I could afford gold. But I have bought silver and I bought it from Kirk. Um, Kirk, thank you so much for your time. I, I appreciate you. I, I know you're traveling right now, um, taking the time out and helping us to kind of understand what's going on. So thank you again for your time. You bet. It's my pleasure. Thank right. you and have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. You as well. We'll see you guys on the next one.